This week on the 24-7 Marriage Podcast, you're seeking relief or restoration because、yeah. relief is temporary, restoration makes things new. Welcome to the 24-7 Marriage Podcast. I am Javier. I'm Shannon. Yes, you are. <laughs> Every time we do a podcast, before we start our podcast, it always seems that like, we're going to have a disagreement. Are we disagreeing? No, because we're starting a, a podcast and you chose new music and I wasn't ready for it and you didn't explain it well. And so I, I have to you got frustrated. Music to you? Yeah, because the other intro was longer and then I went at the end and now you have a, you have a, a new one and、uh, I wasn't ready or expecting it. And so、I、you got I... frustrated with me. Okay. <laughs> I, th- I thought I prepared you. No, you said, you said talk at the end of the music, and usually the music's longer, so it went really short. I, I actually I... didn't say talk at the end of the music. I said, as soon as I hit record, <laughs> start saying, Welcome to the 24 7 Marriage Podcast. What I feel is it wasn't clear, but it's okay. I forgot. What、you. I know <laughs> is that I said, As soon as I hit record, start talking. I forgive you, Shannon. Oh, and I forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to hit me with a microphone right now. She's going to take it. And afterwards, after the podcast is done, she's going to be, I can't believe that you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do, even on live sometimes. We'll just work it out. I, just... I apologize that I did not hear you correctly. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't I, hear just and honestly, when I, I hit record. I could have explained it better. I'm. <gasps> You're what? I became a little frustrated with one of our <laughs> children, and it's getting under my skin. So I, I need to snap out of it. Oh, it is what it is. And sometimes the work that we do, it's like, I don't want to do this. Because it means that, <laughs> you know what I mean? It means that we have to work on our stuff too. And it's like. Well, we always have to work on our stuff. That's the great thing is that we have to exactly. always. Exactly. That's the thing about doing,、uh, working in marriage ministry is the fact that、uh, it's not that we have to have figured out or that we feel that we need to be perfect in any of it. No. It's more along the lines of we get to practice everything. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Every second. So it's different from some people, like they have a job. It's not like they practice their job all the time, you know, with, you know, with their spouses and like, no, we、yeah. actually get to do that and work it out in real consistently time consistently all the time. So we never come from a place of having it figured out or perfection. That is for sure.、Uh, here we are. So we're still in stinking California. Not that California is bad, those of you that live in California. It is always beautiful, but I'm just ready to move on. <laughs> Get back out to other states and areas. And, but it's been good. We had a marriage workshop that we just completed, and then I、uh, was speaking at a church、uh, on this week, that's last weekend. And so that was good. And the、yeah. workshop went well. And we're getting ready for our boot camp, first one of 2023. So and we're really excited. Yeah, so that's up and coming. And I know there's,、uh, I think, maybe a couple spots still left.、Uh, we keep them small、uh, intentionally to be able to invest the time and connect with the couples. So, yeah, if you're not. On that list, get on it. Yeah. There is still time. But yeah, we're excited. So, as we kind of、uh, start heading out, so people always ask, like, where is the marriage lab going to be? As of right now, we'll be heading through Arizona, New Mexico, Oklahoma, Arkansas. Just in the last headed week, headed towards Tennessee. Just in the last week, these 
direct messages came in from Instagram. And these are the four places that people said, we want you to come. Washington, Oregon, Canada, and New Mexico. Well, you people in Washington, Oregon, that we were just there for months. And maybe we didn't go to do it. We didn't do, we did some things in there, but we didn't have a boot camp we or anything like that. We didn't have a boot camp. And I really want to go fall. back to Oregon and Washington and do a boot camp because there's great people that live in Oregon. Yeah. And, and we potentially may be doing a workshop uh, in Washington, Washington, Oregon, the border. Um, so if that comes up, we will keep you posted on that. But. And we do Anyways. have some tentative dates that we're going to be speaking at churches doing workshops, but we haven't released those yet. Yeah. Um, as soon as we have yeah. that, we promise we will let you know. Just keep checking all of our social media. That's the best way to stay on top of where we're at and what we're doing. Yeah. So I want to. There's a quote that I like, and I and we put it on the on the post at some point, and maybe we can talk about it the next podcast. I just saw it, but I want to talk about something different. Where we were going to talk about something different. But it says avoidance is not a strategy, not for a healthy marriage. So that'd be good for the next podcast. But just wanted to like Did you drop just that in there. Like have a random ADD thought right no, now. No, I was just looking at it and it just popped in my head. And so um, oh. to share it and thought, yeah, maybe it'd be just a little bit. Because uh, I thought we were talking about something different today. We are, but oh, I can, okay. we can grip that down. I don't know where we're, I, I mean, we had a direction, but I also <laughs> was thinking about this. So there's a book I'm reading called... Can um, I pause you for one moment and no. tell you exactly how <laughs> on God's green earth do you frustrate random. me? I know. Because you always say, Shannon... No, this, tie, this ties into everything we're talking about. But you always say, Shannon, do you have things you want to talk about? And I have things written out, ready to go. But Javi somehow always... <laughs> Comes to the forefront and says, no, let's do this. We do get to mine eventually. We do. We get to my topics. We get to your topics. We take turns. It's okay. Don't be sad. <laughs> so moving on from that, I don't know what that was, but let's move on from that. <laughs> uh, you're right. Yes, we, we do. We go back and forth on topics and, and all those things. Yes, we do. Um, so... I'm reading a book, and in the book it talks about, um, are you living a story one or a story two life? What does that mean? And so I don't have it in front of me, but I, the premise of it is like most of us in our marriage, we're like, you know, we're, we're living a story. Like our lives tell a story. We're living yeah. in a story. And, you know, a, a story one life, I think, is a story that we are meant to live, the story that God has for us. And within your marriage is a story of a thriving, successful marriage, not a marriage that's that's perfect and doesn't have its struggles or its difficulties, but a story one marriage is one where we're living out the story that God has for us. We're living out a story that is about a marriage that is always consistently working you know, towards health that is thriving in the sense of, and people think thriving is like everything is up and to the right. Like thriving, you can be thriving and still navigate difficulties and struggles, mm -hmm. but it's how you do it and that you're working through it and it's growing your marriage. So a story one marriage is, is one where you are living a fulfilled marriage with your spouse, that you're engaging, you're communicating, you're connecting, you're investing to one another, your marriage after God is a priority. Right is a uh, is the focus for you, and so. But most people tend to live in that story too, 
which is the one that's dictated by the world around you, or it's dictated by your circumstances or your situations, or whether you like your spouse that week or not, um, by us getting, you know, going through difficult seasons of life. So we allow that narrative or what other people say or do to dictate our life. So we live this story too. And I think often people do that in marriage. Mm -hmm. I think we've done it. Oh, for sure. I can let circumstances influence me like, and like within seconds, I can be moved by bad news, something that happened. Um, I think that we all do that, but it's in those moments of like, how long am I going to sit there and let that dictate, um, how I move forward, how I treat my spouse, how, how I'm going to conduct myself with my friends and my coworkers. Like you can, you can let something take you off, off course and it can ruin your whole day. I mean, you can get out of bed and step on Legos next to your bed and your day is done for. But it's in those moments of choosing, okay, I I don't need to dwell on this. This is not something that I have control over. How do I move forward? How how do I let the people around me still receive love from me and not let it impact me to the point of where it can it can ruin days and weeks and months. Well, that's the problem that you we start in a place yeah. and then we were we so think about when we first got married, when, and oh. when you're listening to this, when you first got married, there is a story, one life that you were living and hoping for and expecting and yeah. anticipating. And I mean, I was, and then our first five years were not what I thought. It wasn't the story I thought we would be yeah. living out. But it was also in that moment, I don't think, for me, I didn't lose sight of of that of the story that got it written for us. I didn't lose sight of what could be. Um, but I think that's often where couples can get is they lose sight of how they began. They lose sight of that story one and they slip into story two, which is life and yeah. pulling on them in difficulties and struggles. And now they start seeing their spouses instead of a blessing, but as a burden. They start viewing their all the struggles and difficulties and um right putting that onto their spouse. You and- say you say losing sight, I say it's losing hope. Like you lose hope. You feel hopeless in that will 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 this ever get any better? Will this marriage be any different? Will my spouse ever change? And just okay, to- but even when you say that, like people are hoping their spouse will change, but what why? Well, we want to see change, but Oftentimes, you can have like, I don't like the story we're living in, so I want to see this change. And what we're doing is we want to see this change because it might make it better for us. Yeah. Like, so is it you want to see them change and grow because you desire that for them or because it makes it better for you and and your story? And you have to categorize certain people who are listening. That could be true for some people, but then there are some people who are married and have a spouse who maybe they're struggling with alcoholism yes. or pornography. And yes. it's like, they need to change. Otherwise, this marriage, you, this isn't going to work because it's not healthy. You know, so there there are moments in marriage 
where, yeah, you want the person to get help and receive God's best and 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 restore what God promised them. Yes, because it'll make their marriage better and it'll make the person they're married to whole. Um, but I understand what you're saying is sometimes we look for the change because we're really looking for relief versus are we looking for relief or restoration? Well, and we, those are, are two we, different are things. We, yeah, we I think we talked about it recently at the bootcamp that yeah, are you are you seeking relief or restoration? Because yeah. relief is temporary, restoration makes things new. Yeah. And the thing is we should be seeking restoration and and here's I when we talk about this story one, story two like we desire this, we slip in the story too because it's what the world tells us, oh, things aren't going great. So now we start buying into what everybody else is telling us or I guess it's not gonna change. So now we start living a story that's not ours, a story that is, wasn't given to you. Um, and you might feel that you're in that right now. And so I think you're right. Like what if, if, we, if we start shifting that way, What's our motivation to see change? What's our motivation to get back to that story one? Is it just because it's easier? Is it just because, you know, we want our spouse to change because, yeah, again, makes it better for us? Like what should be the motivation? And I think the motivation should always be like, we want our spouse to be whole. Like you said, we want our spouse to um, experience the fullness of what God has for them. We want them to experience healing in their life. And the impact of that, of them changing and transforming, will then come into your marriage. I, let me share that. But, I want to share that analogy that I shared at the workshop we just did. And when you're faced with a problem, think of your problem as a problem in your marriage as a house. And this house is dilapidated. The, the foundation is bad. The walls, they're wavy. The paint's chipping. The faucet doesn't work. There's no running water. Like this house really needs to be taken down Not to the house the, I live in. No, but this house needs to be taken down to the studs and we need to restore it. But if we come in and we tell you, okay, if we want to restore this house, aka this marriage, this could take six, nine, twelve months, maybe longer, Javier, and it's gonna cost you something. Now in 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 the world of like remodeling, it's going to cost you money. But in the world of repairing your marriage, restoring your marriage, it's going to cost you time, could cost you other things too. Well, it's going to cost you pain. It's going to cost you yeah. uh, sacrifice. It's going to cause you letting go. It's going to cause you ownership. See? But at the end of it, what are you going to have? You're going to have a new marriage that's restored, that's better than it was, and it's going to last for generations. But people who just are looking for relief want somebody to come in and paint the walls and throw some carpet down. Yeah, lipstick on the pig. Yeah. That's not good. And new carpet and paint on the walls will only look good for a little while. Yeah. But it's not going to repair the foundation. Yeah. It's not going to fix the leaky faucet. It's it's still a yeah. dilapidated house. Well, that's a great illustration because that's not, you know, if if you know you people, again, they want the picture of what that story one looks like, um, but the work to get there and to maintain it because what you're saying is really good, and then you look at it like once you've moved in, you've done like you've worked on things, mm-hmm. and there's healing, and there's restoration, and, and then you work to maintain restored, it. But then you have to work to actually maintain, yeah, and even better it because now you might decide you're going to do an add-on. You may decide I'm going to add a pool. Like, like you don't just let it go. Like we're in the marriage life, we just can't just let things go. We have to maintain and work on things physically on this place. 
So it is the same with your marriage. Mm-hmm. Like it's a great illustration. Like it's the same thing. Like we have to consistently work on that. If we're going to stay in that story one and experience the fullness of that again, not in perfection, then it means you have to consistently be investing into this relationship. Yeah. And and at the same time, as you're investing into it and as you're pursuing that, it's giving room to one another for change and for growth. Um, and not having this expectation that it must be this way and you need to do this because it does. Yeah, because it will make things easier for me. You know, and I, and I think part of that is if we want to see things in our marriage change and we want to make sure that we are living a story one, which again is a marriage that is thriving, that you're connected, you're invested, you're, you're going through restoration, you're maintaining what you've done, all these pieces, then I, I think you need to make sure that you're making your marriage more of an invitation and a, a demand. Like you're inviting one another into the things you're working on. You're inviting one another to work on things together. You're not demanding of one another mm. of what I need you to do, what you must do. And there's a big difference. Well, yeah, because you're not called to be your your spouse's parent. Correct. They already have one. You're called to be their helpmate. And what that what that means is in your weakness, Javi, I don't point it out and magnify it and make fun of it. I have to look at my own strengths and go, well, this is how God's equipped me to come alongside and help you. Yeah. Aren't two brains better than one? Sometimes. Sometimes. I mean, <laughs> are they? Yeah. But together, us working together to solve a problem is so much easier on me, Javier, instead of me trying to figure things out on my own. Yes, that's what I was telling you the other day when we were driving in the truck, and I'm asking you. Oh my gosh, what and are you I'm asking, bring up? <laughs> I'm asking you, you have no, thoughts about no. where to stay or anywhere we need to go through when we're on the road. I don't, I don't think care. that that's a that's a that's a great no, analogy. I want to do it with you. That's I, why I ask you those I know, questions. I, I know, do Pookie, it with you, I know that you, you want to do it with me, but you know that I'm directionally challenged. It's got nothing about directions, Shannon. Yeah, but I have no idea where would be the best places to be. <laughs> I'm just by example. I'm just saying, like what you said, like being able to do these things together and well, be able to walk them out yes, together. Yes. I mean, again, that could be a longer subject for the next podcast. Is you know how are we? inviting our spouse into things and not demanding of them. Um, and so and I, and I think, we can unpack that yeah, more later. But we, but we also are so quick to point out when, when our, where our spouses have weaknesses. It's like, my husband well, is so bad at well, this. Again, and it's like, we okay. didn't start that way, but we get to that way because yeah. we start seeing the imperfections. We start seeing what, what happens is we're not happy with the story that we're in at this moment. Because uh, we thought differently, so we're going to magnify and everything. So we get frustrated with does. we get frustrated with every little thing that they do, and we we magnify those things like you just said, and so we get you know angry, we get resentful, we grow bitter. Um, like it doesn't matter. Every little thing they do, then you now have built this case against them, and they really can't win, no matter what they say or what they do, or even if they say, "Hey, I'm working through these things," and then they have a lapse in that moment, it's like you've built such a case against them that it's hard for them to actually not win, but just be able to, you know, work on those things and move towards one another in those areas. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's a, that's a, that's a big thing that we have to like think through in terms of how we're actually, um, I just lost my train of thought. 
No, you are 50. (laughs) Wow. Sorry, everybody. (laughs) What was I saying? You were talking about hamburgers. I don't know. You weren't listening either? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. No, I was, but I I have to... I have to set up my next thought because my <laughs> husband, I love you so much, but you are a talker and you, and so I, I have to get ready to say what I'm going to say next. I had a, I had a moment there. I apologize for that. I had a moment of forgetting where I was going. You know what, Javier, you have a strength of speaking. It is a strength of yours. You're a good communicator. Okay, thank you. You're, you're, you're great on stage. You're good on here, but sometimes... <laughs> Shannon, <laughs> Shannon gets squashed against the wall. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, so that's not what we were talking about. But I'm just joking. All right, so we're gonna wrap up because I don't remember where I was going. Um, no, but we were getting close to the end anyway. So no, what I wanted to leave him with was, if you're facing a crisis or a problem or dilemma in your marriage, are you looking for relief or restoration? And I think we pose those two those two really well. And and that's something that I want our listeners to be left with to just kind of like sit and think about as you're driving, as you're going into work, as you're running errands or whatever you're doing. Yeah. I mean, re- relief can, I mean, you can get relief pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, you can find ways to do that really quick. And, and we often well, do. Well, you could file for a divorce. And sometimes, yeah. And that's not relief. Um, or you can go to something or to someone um, mm-hmm. or it, you can yeah. grow in silence. Like you think that's relief. It's not. Like restoration does take time. Like what we about, talked about what about if and, you go on a long run and you take your debit card and you buy a six pack of donuts and then you eat them in the garage on the way that's home? That's relief. That's relief. Oh, yeah, okay. I've never. Done I don't that know before. anybody who's done that. It just I came have to me. Never done that before. Okay. I don't know what just, you're talking about. Just I to may or may not have had six powdered donuts <laughs> in the garage and walked in with white stuff all over my beard. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, um, but ending with like how that impacts like write the story one and the story two and i think there's a lot more we could talk about this is like what story are you living in right now it's mm, good right are you going to get back to that story one um of where you began of what was good of the story that god has for you or you've gotten to a point where you're believing the story that others are telling you that you have are telling yourself um or that you feel this is happening in my marriage, so now this is my story. And you don't have to accept that because there is more and there is hope. And that story one is where we want to be living um, in a marriage that's thriving. And so think about that. Like, how do I live a story one marriage that um, is connected to God? It's not perfect. We're working through things, but this is how we're meant to live. This is what what we hope for and what mm-hmm. we're striving for and what God says and what we see in Scripture about a marriage that honors God. Like, get back to that place and whatever that looks like and whatever that takes and don't believe the false narrative of the second story that you've told yourself or what you feel you're, or where you feel you're at because your spouse is this way or that way or they're checked out. It's not the end of your story. It's not. It can shift. It can change. And there can be healing and there can be restoration. So it's time to rewrite that story. Yeah. That was really good. So we appreciate each and every one of you. Um, Have an amazing week. Thank you for being part of the 24-7 Marriage Family. And always remember, in marriage, you don't have to. You get to. Have a great week. 
Thank you for listening to the 24-7 Marriage Podcast. Please be sure to hit subscribe and like this episode or leave us a review. To learn more about 24-7 Marriage, go to 247marriage.org or click the link in our bio on all social media platforms. And remember, in marriage, you don't have to, you get to. We'll see you next week.